Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Friendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Friendo. Do you have a friend that you can share your secrets, confessions, and outrageous stories with? I hope so. My guest, Tova Lee, is a UK-based writer, performer, and creator. She won the Creative Impact Award for Best Book of 2021. She'll be sharing from her latest book, You Did What? A fantastic collection of funny, moving, and outrageous confessions from people from all walks of life. This is actually Tova's third visit to my podcast, and I can't wait to share her again with all of you. Later in the episode, I'll be sharing some of the goals that I have in place for the coming year, for 2022. Can we get firm and call them resolutions? It's such a scary word, but I'm staying optimistic and going with five things I hope to crush in the new year. Then, make sure you stick around for this week's favorites as I share three self-care must-dos to stay well this holiday. Listen, this in-between time when it's not quite New Year's, but Christmas is done, is such a weird time for me. I know I'm not alone. These small suggestions help me, and I'm thinking some of you might enjoy the reminder too. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Frendo. Welcome to the podcast, Tova. Hello, hello. It's so good to be here again. <laughs> Yay. I know I think you might be my my guest who's come back the most. And <laughs> I'm so grateful for it. I get to chat with you. You're always working on things. So <laughs> keeps me makes my job a little easier to chat with you about all the things. Yeah, I feel um, like it's good. We have a podcast as a good excuse to just catch up every now and then, every few months. <laughs> we have exactly. a massive catch up on the podcast. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. And we get to be in our cozy like sweatshirts and stuff because, you know, we're at home. You see, this is why I love you, because there was a moment this afternoon that I thought, "Mm, should I do my hair? Should I put some makeup on for Amanda? And then I thought, oh, I I honestly didn't get around to it. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I was the same. I'm like, how is it three o'clock? I'm like running around like a wild woman. So, but listen, we're making it work. We have a time difference. It's happening. We're chatting and you are up to something new. You've written a new book and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, So maybe we'll just jump right into that. Like you've written a new book. Tell me about this. You You did what? Secrets, confessions and outrageous stories from real life. You know, I'd like to take full credit uh, for this book and say that I wrote another book so quickly after the first book. Uh, But the book is really a collaboration. It's a it's it's a compilation like it's a collection of what it says on the tin, basically, stories and confessions from women, mainly from all over the world. And the idea of doing a confession book, like I had, I suppose I had this idea for a very long time because I used to do, I don't know if you remember, Pajama Party and Confessions on Facebook every Friday night. I would do a live on Facebook. People would send in their confessions and I just read them out. Um, 
And I and sort of like the idea came from there that I thought at some point we have to put this in a book because the confessions were so good um, and they gave people not just a laugh, but a bit of a relief. And I thought this would make a really good book. Uh, so I reached out to my community and asked them if they wanted to be part of the book. And they did. Uh, so I feel like this is our book. You know, it's 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 my community's book and mine. Um, and I'm really I feel very privileged that we were able to do this. So, of course, I have my own stories and every section of the book starts with my own introduction, why I wanted this to be a section in the book. And then I share my own stories <laughs> on the topic and then it goes into other people's confessions. Yeah, I love that. I didn't realize that you had done that for such a long time on Facebook. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Amazing. I Oh, my God. Amanda, at the beginning when I used to do this, because, you know, originally my my page was a very heavy, heavily followed by Americans, uh, I think initially because people thought I was American and maybe the humor appealed more to North American audiences. I don't know. But um, I would I would stay up till 1 a.m., on a Friday night, yes, here in the UK, to do a pajama party for the American audience that was obviously, it was just evening for them to try and kind of like, uh, yeah, um, it was really hardcore. Like this, I'm telling you like this, I did this for probably a year. And then at that point, I got a lot of UK audiences as well and Europe. And I thought, I can't, this is not sustainable. <laughs> like, I can't be staying up at 1 a.m. Uh, so late. Um, so I started doing it on an, at eight o'clock on a Friday night. UK time. And then you'd get loads of people saying, Tova, what's wrong with you? It's like 3 p.m. here. I can't be drinking wine now. (laughs) You're like, or you could. Or 3 p.m. on a Friday. Friday. I know. (laughs) Actually, let's pause and let's talk about the home life a little bit here. So you do have three little girls um, who aren't, are they that little anymore? How old are your kids right now? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because sometimes you probably feel this as well because I feel I think that our eldest, my eldest and your daughter are the same age. So my eldest is 10. And it's that point where they're the same age, right? Is, is she yeah, 10? Esme will be 10 next month. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the one hand, I feel like she's so big because she's like this great, you know, she we have this great banter and conversations and like she's funny. She makes jokes. It's, you know, she's she feels like less of a kid. And then suddenly she'll come out with something and you'll just go, oh, you're still so little. You know, do you do you get that? Do you have uh, that? Yeah. All of a sudden it's like sassy attitude land yeah. and humor and stealing my clothes. I'm like, pardon. Yeah. To then can you like tickle my back while I fall asleep? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's You're so still cute. a little person, you know? Yeah. It's it really is a delicious parenting time, but you make a good point because we are parenting creators. We're creators in this space and that's where we sort of started from. So it's like, okay, what are we talking about now, right? It's sort of there's definitely a shift into how how you share. Yeah. Well, especially as the kids get older. I didn't even plan to kind of address that today, but you know, how has that shift affected you? Like, do you 
Do you find yourself dipping your toe in other areas and other topics that you bring onto your platforms? I mean, I think it happened quite naturally. It wasn't something that I sort of thought, oh, no, I don't I can't talk about the kids anymore because they're not as annoying as they used to be. So now I have to think about something else. Um, It just kind of like happened. Um, So I went from very heavily parenting stuff to then starting to talk about more women's stuff. And that's, you know, that's kind of like when the first book came out with Fucked at 40, it was very much about the midlife crisis and turning 40 and everything about, you know, women's sexuality. And that kind of like it was what was on my mind for real. Um, and then my content was very much about that. And then now I, I feel like in the past, I guess, um, year and a half for sure, maybe even two years, um, I've kind of gone towards, uh, I'm very passionate at the moment, just talking about women's rights and talking about, um, you know, uh, sexism and rape culture and things that, again, I do think probably are influenced by the fact that I have three daughters and I want to make the world better for them. Um, and I have a platform, so, and I have a legal background. So like, I feel like this is my way to just make a little uh, impact maybe. Um, so yeah, so I, I have, I haven't like struggled to sort of go, Oh, what should I talk about now? Uh, but I also think that with the kids, another thing comes into play, which I'm sure you think about as well, is just how much I want to share about them now that they are older and some of their friends are already on social media, just in terms of their privacy. So when they were very little, I was happy to share about, you know, it was all from my perspective, of course, but they were part of the story. So if I was talking about, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, my experience with breastfeeding or them not sleeping through the night and how it made me feel and la la la. Uh, now for me to talk about maybe conversations I have with them, I don't know how that sits with me to, ha- to, to vlog or blog about that. So, um, a few things happened that I had, a, I really waited for a while before I kind of addressed them. And then I, if I'm being really honest, I didn't say it was my, my children. I said, I overheard or another mother told me or, and I changed enough stuff in it to, to, for it to never come back to them or never be linked to them because it's their life and it's not really my place to do that. So, you know, it's tricky when your kids get over. I'm sure lots of creators have to navigate that, you know? They do. And I find that like still controversy shows up with how parents share. And I, perhaps I'm more attuned to it because it's like, I want to make sure I'm doing everything right, you know? Um, But even when I, you know, I find even when you ask permission and I'm speaking for myself, I ask permission, can I share this? Yeah, Yeah. Do they even understand what that means? Like how many people are seeing it? Right. But I definitely like you bring up, like I always think about like if they were my age now and they saw that post or they read it, would they be mortified and angry at me or could they see you know, why I was sharing and how it helped people. Um, and more often than not, sometimes it's hard to, to yeah. not share though. Cause you know, from a creative standpoint, you're like, that would do really well if I shared <laughs> that funny little bit or, you know, this funny video, but if it doesn't sit right with them, it's like, you really do have to, to think about it from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, but I think what's so relatable with how you share is like you, you said it yourself, you know, what's important to you in the moment. Something that I know we've talked about before, but it just always impresses me and also terrifies me that you're so willing to just like address or attack pretty much any topic. It does definitely, like you said, relate to women. Um, 
Where do you get the motivation to share those rather controversial topics? Because multi-layered question here, you know, do you get fallout when you talk about, you know, those tricky topics that relate to women? You know, how do you find you handle that type of negativity if you get it? I mean, there's always people who are not happy. Um, I have yet to be canceled, which is nice. <laughs> um, yeah, no kidding. I just yeah. was reading today. <laughs> yeah. Like people are getting canceled. Yeah, exactly. It's true. Exactly. Um, but I think the most uh, backlash I've had actually have been over, you know, what I would call political uh, topics. So if I talk about abortions, uh, you know, that never goes down well. But you but then again, you know, you find your people like you find people who want to hear it and you find people who are happy to you know, take what they like and put aside what they don't like, which is another way of just going, this isn't for me, but there's enough stuff that you do that I do like. So I'm here for that. Um, And I can do this. I can make the separation. I can make, you know, I can do that. Um, And then there are people who leave, but I don't mind that they leave, you know, it's their right to leave. And I actually once used to mind in a sense that I used to think, well, can't you just stay? la la. And then, and then I can't remember now what it was, but there was something and the internet was like on fire. And I saw some people post things that I didn't like the opinion. And I was like, I'm unfollowing you. And I thought, wow, wow. Now I get it. Like, okay, I'm never going to, I'm never going to judge someone who unfollowed me because I had an opinion they didn't like. Fine. Fair enough. I get it. <laughs> we, we mentioned a little bit about the show. You did start, you were doing the Facebook lives, you know, then things happened, you know, you take this, you write your first book, you then go on tour. I got to be part of that, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, And then COVID hits and everything changes and you were able to create a bit of a live show, not a bit of, you created a live show throughout all of this wild times when most of us were struggling to put pants on, you were like, we're going to put a show together. (laughs) You know, how did you manage to do that? Being at home, you're married, you've got three kids. Was it like, I need to do this or all's going to hit the fan? Or is, you know, how did you make it happen? I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I came back from that tour literally five seconds before the world shut down. Like it was Uh just, yeah, the last Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. You and I were like yeah. March 1st yes. and March 13th. Yes. Everything shut down. Holy yes. You're like one of the last people I saw. <laughs> the last show was March the 11th in L.A. And huh. it was yeah, President Trump announced on that day uh, that he was shutting like no more flights to Europe. And the next thing was going to be the U.K., just before I went on stage. And then when we came off stage, I had planned to stay in LA another couple of days because I'd never been. And I really wanted to see the sites and do some shopping. And it was our last like destination. And we just changed. I was up all night on the phone and trying to get a flight out sooner. And we left the next day. Um, Yeah. And on a a flight that was completely empty, there were 60 passengers on that flight from LA back to the UK. And it was like a jumbo jet, like a massive airplane. Um, Yeah. And I got home and we, the schools shut 
uh, like five days after. We took the kids out of school immediately and everything like finished. And I think the plan was obviously, you know, we I finished the tour in, in North America. I did the shows that I was supposed to, but the plan was to come back and schedule some more shows in England and in Europe. Um, I was going to go to Germany and there was like, you know, different places that I wanted to go to. Um, but I couldn't do that. And I knew that there was a big crowd out there that w- was really looking forward to sort of like more dates. Um, so I just thought, let's just do it online. Like everyone's at home. There's nowhere to go. Everybody's in the same situation. Um, and if I'm being really honest, you know, uh, well, you know what I'm talking about, right? But like there was no work as well. So I'm not going to even lie here. I, I was like, sell these tickets, you know, because I got to feed my kids and my husband just... His work just dried up. There was no work. Mm. So I went into complete survival mode. Like, how can I generate an income for our family? Because I actually don't know what's going to happen. And we're both self-employed. So all the government schemes, we sort of fell in between the chairs. Oh, God. Do I relate to that? Right? Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was so shit. I really enjoyed seeing your show. It was, I'm sure I mentioned this the last time we spoke, but it was, there's so much work that goes into each piece that you talk about. Each minute of that show is rehearsed. And even though it feels very like, oh, she just, she just gets up there and chats or yeah. she gets up there and tells a story. No, it is it is a production and it takes a team. And um, it was really neat to see that side of it because it's such an interesting industry to be part of and to see fellow creators, like what they're able to develop and yeah. what they're able to build upon this presence that they've created online. It's really it's really interesting. And I was in awe of you because you literally rocked up, just went on stage, never done it before. <laughs> And you smashed it. Like, you were so awesome. And you had never done it before. It was crazy. I was so nervous. I was like, but it was it was very exciting. And it was just so lovely to be part of something like that. It was so cool to because it's so very different, you know, like to come into when you're sitting at home alone with a camera versus being on stage in front of people. It's such a different experience. And it definitely takes a lot of energy. I know at the top of the episode I was talking about, you know, the energy it must have you know, output when you're putting on these weekly lives. And, you know, I'm curious, mostly for myself, just like, what is Tova doing? Because maybe I could steal her tips. Um, But are there things that you do to recharge? I know you mentioned like, yeah, you could throw a show together right now before Christmas, but it's also before Christmas and you're a mom of three and it's there's a lot going on, right? What do you do to to recharge? How do you stay creative? Oh my God, Amanda, I'm the last person you should ask that question. (laughs) Can I just say, like, honestly, I'm awful. Really, I'm so bad. I don't know if you know this, but last Christmas, I I honestly, I nearly had a a mental breakdown. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying that lightly to, to sort of belittle an actual mental breakdown. I really think I was so close to it. I was so drained, you know, uh, from March to Christmas. Obviously, coronavirus happened. And like I said, all the, you know, with the financial responsibility, just all on my head. I was so... I was worked to the bone. I was such in a such a bad place because I hadn't rested. I hadn't looked after myself. I, you know, I I stopped doing the things that I love doing that always made used to make me feel really good is like my daily walk and you know and 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 my my mommy's bath time. You know, at least once a week. <laughs> um, for those of you who read my book, know what I mean. Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, meeting my friends and 
and and all of that. And it just went out the window, you know, throughout COVID, throughout lockdown, just went out the window. And I got to Christmas and I was I was like a shell of a person. And I had to take a lot of like a, a month off uh, during that period to just kind of like feel normal again. And that's why when I got back from this tour and I did have an intense couple of months just now, September and October, because September, the book came out. October was the tour where I just said to myself, you're not going to do what you did next year. Like, stop, you know. So even if I'm uh, if I if I'm not uh, doing my daily walk every day or I'm doing it, but not in the way that I would want to do it. But I, I still I just I just had that conversation with myself and I said, just remember how bad you felt last year. Don't do that again. Let's just stop. Just just say yes to less things. Don't start anything new. <laughs> uh, it's hard though, because I think it you're like me as well. You're super energetic and you mm-hmm. have like a million ideas, probably a minute. And it's like, uh, and say yes to everything and start mm-hmm. new things. is like so much fun. But I, but I feel good. I feel good not starting something new. Sometimes saying no and the ability to say no is, or even just manage your expectations of yourself, like you said about your walk. I was yeah. nodding my head because I'm the same. I want to take a walk every day, but sometimes I'm tired and sometimes yeah. I have too much going on. And it's like, you can walk tomorrow. It's fine. You know, no one is putting that pressure on you but you. So how can you manage yourself a little better? I was speaking to a friend last week and I told her I, I've i got like a few projects that I was like in my mind can come back from my tour and start them in November. And of course, I'm not going to start one project. No, one project. That's for amateurs. No, no, no. I'm going to start three, three major projects. And each of those projects is massive, like massive things. And that was the plan. The plan was to come back from the tour and start three massive projects in, in November. Um, and then I came back and um, two of them, you know, I just went, no, like, no. <laughs> and then the third one, I sort of went, mm, yes, but oh, God. And then she said to me, listen, Tova, you're the type of person that starts a project like a ninja with a knife between her, her teeth. <laughs> and that metaphor was like so accurate. And she goes, but you do realize that there are other ways to start a project. And I was like, really? Tell me more. Like, like what other way? I don't know any other way. And she goes, you know, like when I start a project, you know, I buy a notebook and I'll write my ideas in the notebook. And, you know, I might sort of like think about it a little bit and I'll simmer with it and I'll sort of like, you know, and, and I just, it was like, you know, when someone sells something to you and you just go, what? <laughs> what? Like there's another way? That is an option. Hang on a minute. Like, there's there's a world where people start up projects like that. Like I could still have the sense of I'm I'm starting a project because I'm a person that likes projects and I like starting projects. So I can still have the satisfaction of knowing that I started a project, but maybe not do it like, you know, like that. <laughs> Amazing. Mind that blowing. is such solid advice. Well, I must say I was I was even impressed because we mentioned your podcast, which is with your husband, Mike, which I know has changed names recently. I feel like what is the has it changed? No. Actually, so it's still till the death do us pod, but uh, it changed its um, artwork. Its, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, something yes. changed, not the name. Okay. So till death do us pod. And you had had a season and then you actually took like a proper break and then launched a new season. It's just launched, right? Yeah. As we're recording this now. Yeah. And so even that as a crowd, I was like, look at you taking a tiny break, you know, <laughs> like it allows you to bank episodes and get prepared yeah. and go on tour. Like you were just saying, like it is 
Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that in myself, that ninja with <laughs> the ninja <laughs> with the knife, right? No, it's true. <laughs> but even that season, you know what? Oh my God, we killed ourselves recording that season because in my mind, and like my mind is like, a, it's like a factory, you know? So I'm thinking uh, we finished the season. I'm like, let's record. So August, we recorded the whole season. It was supposed to drop in September. And then September came not thinking, well, hang on a minute. September, the book was coming out. There was no way that I was able to promote the book and promote the podcast podcast at the same time. And then I went on tour. So what was supposed to, the season that was supposed to go on air in September (laughs) now went on air in November. But here is the irony of it all. No one cares. (laughs) No, no. Honest to God. It's just us. It's the pressure. They're just excited that it's launched. No one, I promise you, not one single person (laughs) messaged me in September to say, Toba, where is your podcast? I'm sitting here in my room and waiting for it. I know. And it's just so ridiculous. And I thought, I don't understand. (laughs) And now you have probably just banked yourself some more time because now you've got episodes that will carry on for several weeks. And it's like, exactly. Take me into Christmas and then we'll see the next season might be in three years. (laughs) (laughs) What a lesson. What a lesson. Oh, my gosh. Well, Tova, it's so nice to chat with you (laughs) and to hear what you're up to. Um, Where can people find you? Because you're writing books, talking on podcasts, putting up videos. So I know. And, where and are you? Everywhere. So <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I love uh, it. For, I, I suppose like Instagram's a good place to go to. Uh, uh, Tova underscore Lee. And the books uh, are actually available worldwide mm-hmm. on Amazon. So that's Fucked at 40, um, Life Beyond Suburbia and Monogamy and Stretch Marks. And then the new book, You Did What? Um, Confessions and Outrageous Stories from uh, Real People from Around the World. Amazing. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. Go give Tova a follow. You will not be disappointed. She's so much fun. Thanks, Tova. Thank you so much. Here we go. It's resolution time. Are you are you afraid? Because <laughs> I am. I have trouble when I put my resolutions out into the world. I feel immense obligation to follow through. So I'm excited to share them with you for that exact reason. But then I'm also like, oh, my God, Amanda, you better follow through, you know. So I was looking at a list of 21 things I put together for 2021, which I'm pretty sure I did a podcast episode about. So I will link it below if I did, in fact. It was either a video on YouTube or an episode. So in any case, there will be a link in the show notes. But I was looking at my list and some of them were pretty realistic. And I'm like, yeah, look at me. I did that. And other ones, I'm like, why? Why did I put that in there? That's weird. But obviously it meant something to me at the time. And I'm both proud and disappointed because I completed 11 things on that list. You know, like 11 out of 21, not bad. Kind of wish I had done a little bit more. But some things that I, you know, was able to complete, I'll just rattle them off to you now. I completed dry January, which I was really proud of myself. Uh, I got a COVID vaccine. I launched Friendo, revised podcast. I did a weekly check-in with my sister pretty much every week, sometimes several times a week, actually. I got the kids in their own rooms, comfortable, cozy, nice, like, you know, updated decor, all of that. 
I went through and organized my basement storage bins. Hella proud of that. And actually, just the other day, like maybe two, three weeks ago, I went in and did like another mini organization. So that was awesome. I did my taxes on time. I gamed with my kids regularly, which brings me a lot of joy. I read or listened to audiobooks, at least six books. I, oh my God, I think I did that in the last 10 days. So I definitely accomplished that one. Um, and the last two things I've written in pencil, so I can't read. What does it say? Oh, stay on top of exercise. I got myself a Peloton in May and I really feel like I've really been on top of my fitness, which is really great for my mental health. And the last one was that I actually was able to visit with loved ones quite a bit this summer and it warmed my heart. And I honestly feel like mended a lot of relationships that have been not struggling, but like not as good as they could have been the last little bit. And just seeing my kids play with their cousins, like it was amazing. So I did some really good stuff. I won't, I'm not going to focus on the things I didn't do because whatever, life happens. So just before recording, I sat down and created a list of things. Originally, it was going to be five, but I'm actually going to bump it up to 11, (laughs) 10 plus one. Um, But I'm just going to, I'll share them with you now. Now, you may notice that Dean is not sitting in with me for this particular segment, and we've made a decision that we're going to add Dean in every now and then, but the pressure of him showing up weekly is a little bit much for the both of us to manage. So I'm sorry for those of you that are a bit disappointed and miss having Dean on the podcast regularly, but no fret, he will be back, just not on a consistent weekly basis. It's tricky. You know, we've had a couple of ups and downs this year with not knowing about his work. And we recently received news that he will not be going back in this first round of callbacks with the airline that he's employed with for 2022. And it's a real blow. My heart could barely handle the disappointment. I think if anything, he was more, you know, I don't know. He was ready with with that news. I just think he had a more informed um, idea of what was happening and just kind of saw the writing on the wall with the new variant of all of this and was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going back. But I really had my heart set on it. So it kind of broke me. And I just noticed that as a couple, it can be really tricky to... to be forced to work together. You know, like my thing... My shtick online has always been my own, and I thought it would be fun to have him join in every week, but it's just been a little bit more tricky than I imagined. And why add that pressure to a relationship in an already very pressure cooker situation? Am I right? So I think it would be best to have Dean jump in occasionally, and sometimes the episodes are going to be a little bit shorter, which I actually don't mind. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I listen to podcasts, I don't have all of like the hour to to dedicate to the episode. And so, you know, get down to, to business with my interviews and, and the favorites. And um, I actually am going to be introducing a new segment in the new year where I want to ask for your advice. And so I'm going to get to this right now, actually. So here's my plan. I always share three of my favorites every week things that have made my life a little easier that week. But I know that you guys have some incredible life hacks, items, products, book recommendations, podcasts that you think we should hear about. Whatever it is, I want to hear from you. And every week I'm going to bring a listener favorite 
to the episode. So what you can do is you can DM me on Instagram at Amanda Muse for a favorite you recommend for the podcast, or you can email me friendo at amandamuse.com. And in the title, you can include, you know, listener favorite, and I will put them into a list and pick out one each week and hopefully yours will be included. So something new to add to the, to the episodes and just a way to allow you guys to participate because My favorite thing probably about what I do online is truly the community element of all of it. I love the comments on Instagram. I love the comment section on YouTube. And that's the one thing that's tricky with the podcast is I don't have that immediate interaction with you. And I feel like this would be a great way to get you involved. So that's what's happening in terms of the format for the new year. So a slight change. I hope you're not too disappointed. We will all miss Dean. It's just going to be a little bit easier for me to manage the workload especially with things being so uncertain. He might go back in February. He might go back in March. I don't know. He might be starting another job. It's a lot of unknowns and we just need to take away some of the stress. With all of that said, let's get into some of my resolutions for the new year. So I sat with my pencil and my paper and I put a little list in my planner because I do like to reference this throughout the year just to kind of see, you know, what was I thinking in January? What was I thinking at the beginning of the year? How are, how is it going midway through type of thing? So the first one that I'm adding to the list that was actually a carryover from my goals for 2021 is to reach out to a friend monthly. I definitely felt very isolated at the end of last year and really felt like I hadn't seen any of my friends because I truly hadn't. It had been such a long lockdown. And then we entered into an even longer lockdown and it was very painful. And I was really struggling with how do I show up with my friends virtually? How do I make this happen? And I definitely tried my best with my, you know, my local friends that I have, my friends that I've made through content creation, other creators. But Going into the new year, I want to make a real point to go for a walk or have a drive-by coffee or if we can meet in person, like really make a point to have lunch or a coffee or a dinner date or a walk and talk, you know, a walk and talk with coffee with a friend of mine monthly. I got to make it happen. It fills my soul. It needs, it's, it's a must do. It's number one on my list for the new year. Number two is take a solo trip, either a press trip with a brand or a trip just on my own by myself. I recently went to New York and I had the most incredible time. It was a little too short. It was only one night. I was very tired by the time I got back. The trip reminded me how much I love to explore, how important it is for me to be reminded of who I am outside of all of my responsibilities and even if it's like a trip that I'm going on with a brand, I still get those same vibes, that same energy. And so I need to make that happen. Even if it's like me alone at an Airbnb, I do not care. I just need to do that. So at least one trip in 2022. The third one is to watch TV at least three times a week. Listen, for some of us, this is a little easier, but I have had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders in the last two years to be the primary earner and it's taking its toll. And I'm really trying to find ways to decompress in the evenings and to unwind and also find ways to do that while simultaneously connecting with my family. And sometimes that passive type of connection where we're watching a television show or watching a movie really does the trick and also allows me to rest. So I really want to do that three times a week. 
I've been quite good with my boundaries over the last year with finding ways to not work well into the night, not work all the time on the weekends. And I really want to make that a priority in the new year. I also really want to get a COVID booster. I have that booked for January 12th and uh, fingers crossed it happens. Uh, there's people in my life that I really want to stay healthy for, myself included, but also, you know, my senior friend and my children and just people in my life. You know, I love being able to be part of the world. And if getting a booster means I get to be part of it even a little bit more, then so be it. Let's do it. Number five, maybe a little bit too real, but I really want to get some couples therapy. I have been married for 11 years. In 2022, we'll be celebrating our 12th wedding anniversary. And I've been with my partner for 17, going on 18 years, guys. And it's been a really tricky time. You know, Dean and I shared recently in a YouTube video that it's been likely, you know, the most tricky season in our marriage ever. This is not an easy time. It's been job loss for such, such, like such an extended period of time. It's hard for me to even articulate how challenging it's been. We've had some up ups and some big downs and I just think that we could use a little support. And so despite not having coverage and all of that, I really want to make it a priority and make the time to put into our relationship to make sure that at the end of all of this, Dean and I are continuing to choose each other and support ourselves in a healthy way because it can be so easy to fall into this rut or not a rut, but like this routine of repetitive responsibility and to forget to find the joy and find the fun and be playful with your partner and all of those things. And so, you know what? A therapist could help. We're going to add in five extra ones because I'm in the giving mood, okay? <laughs> I was writing down and then I couldn't stop. Okay, so I'll plow through them. Number six, make one TikTok a day. Sounds very dramatic. Sounds very hard. I'm going to be honest. I struggle with putting out simple content, you know, like the podcast is produced and, and edited by several people. Like it's it's tricky for me to imagine just like throwing out a TikTok every day, but I'm going to try because I have a lot of fun dancing. It actually brings me a lot of joy. And why not? Like not worry about the makeup, not worry about the perfect background or the perfect outfit. Just show up sometimes in sweatpants or whatever and make it happen. So I'm excited about that. I want to exercise three times a week. Movement is key. You know, I spoke about how in last year's list, I, I wanted to stay and stay on top of my fitness and prioritize it. And I really have, like, especially since May, from May till now, December always gets a little weird. So I'm not going to be too hard on myself, but I love it. And, and finding ways to continue to connect with my body like that, it's great for my physical and mental health. I want to take two weeks off, like for real. I have not taken a proper vacation in a very, like, I actually don't remember. I mean, as a creator, when I go places, I document it, which is super fun for me. So I'll likely still do that. But I want to literally go dark for at least a week, but two weeks. I don't know if I could do it two weeks continuously because this is my income. This is how I pay the bills. But two weeks over the course of 2022 it makes me giddy to think about like just being with myself and disconnecting. I think it's really important for me as a human being to do that. And um, I think I'm going to try my best. We'll see what I can do. Number nine, I want to do five new hikes. 
whatever that looks like, you know, it's not going to be, I'm not like going up a mountain and camping or anything like that, but just five hikes over the course of this following year, I think I can make it happen. One thing I didn't get to last year that I really want to do is create a now photo album, photos of my kids now, photo of, of myself now, of my home, of my pets, all of these things that bring me joy, make the photo album. These are not hard to do. I have about a million photos, right? I think I can make this happen. I just need to sit down and do it. So it's on the list. And my bonus one is to take annual family photos. So I actually had an amazing photographer reach out to me and want to collaborate. And I'm like, yes, let's do this. I don't know why I don't prioritize making time for professional photography. It could be because what I do and I I always have a camera on me, so I don't think about it. But I love looking at those photos. It's amazing to see how much your kids change over the time and even yourself. Like, it's pretty cool. So just a few things to think about for the new year. It's not, you know, it doesn't have to be super over the top. Um, Some of these are, you know, a total win because I already have the COVID booster planned and I'm on my way to working out three times a week already, you know, but it feels good to know that I could try to keep this up for the year. So I encourage you to make your own list. Let me know what some of yours are. Hit me up on Instagram at Amanda Muse. All right, it is time to talk favorites, which I'm sure a lot of us have many new favorites as we've just opened presents or maybe discovered something new after having a couple hours off of work. (laughs) I say hours because not all of us are lucky to get days, you know, in a row off for the holidays. Some of us, it is mere hours, okay? So let's jump into this. Three favorites. I did mention at the top of the episode that I wanted these to be self-care focused because personally, this week that you're listening is the toughest week for me all year. So if you're struggling too, hit me up on Instagram at Amanda Muse. I'm probably having a mini meltdown and could use some cheering up. Maybe we could chat, you know? It's just, ugh. It's like the, the come down from Christmas as a parent. There's so much lead up. There's so much excitement. There's so much pressure on parents to be peak parenting mode, you know, and work and oh God. Anyways, let's not, let's not dwell on that. All right. Let's focus on the three self-cares. The first one, I'm certainly going to be taking this head on this week is a hobby. It's so important to find something that you genuinely enjoy doing and not because other people think it's great or other people think you would enjoy it. Something that you're like, yeah, I really want to do this. I really want to play with that thing or do a puzzle or build a Lego set. P.S. That's like my new favorite thing. Uh, I'm obsessed. Um, But yeah, like, what do you like to do? I'm really into reading at the moment. A couple years ago, I got a a Kindle for Christmas. I am reading like it's my job right now. I just read, 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 read. And I'm recently getting into a bit more of a, you know, not like I wouldn't say a thriller, but like mystery. I'm enjoying the escape that's happening in my mind when I read a book that keeps me on my toes. So whatever it is, something that helps you zen, do it. Do more of it. Find out what it is and make it happen. Little fun fact. Hopefully she doesn't kill me for sharing this with the world, but... (laughs) my sister loves doing puzzles, like loves them. I wish she lived closer because damn, I would love to do a puzzle with her. Anyway, she loves them so much, but she doesn't have 
a designated puzzle area. So, you know, like most people, it would take over her kitchen table. And her fiance is like, oh God, can we just find somewhere else for this puzzle? (laughs) You know, but she gets such a thrill out of it. She recently discovered that there is a whole genre of people on YouTube making puzzles. And she says it gives her the same satisfying feeling to watch someone else do a puzzle. So there you go. If you can't afford to buy a puzzle or you don't have a place to do a puzzle, go watch somebody on YouTube build a puzzle. Same, same. (laughs) All right. Next item for self-care is, could be uncomfortable. All right. But I'm all about learning to find some discomfort in the uncomfortable because that is where growth happens. That is where magic happens. Maybe not like in the moment, but you feel it afterwards, I promise. So something that I have done recently, which is very, very uncomfortable, is sharing something rather vulnerable that I've been going through in my personal life with people that I respect and value and trust and love in my life. So I'm not going to get into it, okay? Because it was hard enough sharing it with the people like in my life, let alone the entire world. Um, But you know, sometimes life hands you lemons and you just don't feel like you can make lemonade and you're like, screw it. I don't want lemonade. I'm just really struggling and I need someone to hear me out. And sometimes when you're in it and you're in the thick of it, it's so hard to imagine people understanding what you're going through people even having gone through something like what you've gone through, like you're just so clouded, right? So my recommendation is to find a person or a support group or anonymously post somewhere on the internet where maybe other people can support you anonymously, but to share and reach out because knowing that you're not alone is so powerful. And I could tell you till the cows come home that you are not alone, but until you feel that, you're not gonna know. So my recommendation is for your self-care, just tell someone about what you're going through. And for some, this might be super easy. You might be really open and freely share your ups and your downs. But I know from personal experience, I am not that way. I share ups and downs, but I don't, I don't share the down downs. I usually don't go too deep with my personal things unless it's with a therapist. And so I'm talking like even best friends. I don't tell them all the things. That's just not who I am. I don't like feeling like I'm a burden. So if you, you know, if you struggle with similar things, here's my recommendation. Share with one person. It's okay. We're not meant to be alone. So that's that. Good luck too, if you're wanting to try that, because I know it's not easy. Sending you love and you can do this. You've got this. And last but not least, sleep. It is so good for you. It's also really hard to come by depending on what season of life you're in. So if you're in those early days with like real young people that you're managing, like babies and toddlers and sometimes young children, and I won't even get into the rest because I want to give you guys hope, Um, (laughs) sleep can be really hard to come by. So if it's not the season for you, I totally get it. However, If you are in that season where your kids are sleeping and you're just finding you're not really going to bed on time or you're scrolling through your phone, we all do it, all right? It's just sometimes I'm better at boundaries. So here is what I do that's really working for me. There's just a couple things. One, I have a book that I am obsessed with uh, every night, basically. I just love to read at the moment and it's really helping me want to get into bed because I feel like, woohoo, I get to like start my book. So I tend to only read at night before bed. Sometimes I read way too much, especially if it's a good book. 
I could go for like two straight hours. Not ideal. So maybe set a timer. That's something I might want to work on. But having a book is better than scrolling your phone. It's just better to help you get into sleepy time mode. I love a good lip balm because that's a great time to lather them lips up, especially in the wintertime. I just try to make my room and my space very cozy and calm. So at the moment, I do have a load of laundry sitting in my room that I need to fold. That's not great for my brain. So most nights I try to, you know, put the laundry in the hamper, you know, even if it's just folding a couple of the items on my chair and just folding them. Maybe I don't have this, the ability to put them away at that exact time, but so it's tidy for my eyes. It helps me feel more, you know, relaxed, which helps me sleep. And I aim to get at least seven hours of sleep. You know, I used to be able to run on five to seven. That is not the case. When I get less than seven hours of sleep now, I definitely feel foggy behind my eyes. Like I'm not, I'm not like working, you know, not all pistons are firing. So Seven hours is mandatory. I do like to track my sleep if I'm wearing my um, Apple Watch to sleep or even just, you know, making note of the time I go to bed versus when I wake up and making sure I'm, I'm getting enough sleep and making time for that. It doesn't always happen, but it makes a big difference. So those are my three self-care things to consider as you head into the new year. It can be overwhelming to set goals as we head into the new year because you might just feel like, oh my God, it's a whole other thing I need to manage. But I will say that the positive side of that is when when things are chaotic and overwhelming and feeling like they're beyond your control, it is really comforting to feel like you can accomplish something that you've set for yourself, a realistic goal. And that feels nice. So keep that in mind. I wish you all the best as we head into the new year. Thank you for joining me for the last year, or if you've just sort of found me on the internet, I appreciate you being here. So happy new year, and I'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye for now. Friendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez. Audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse. Production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Friendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse, YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse, and TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.